sound is it's the sound of them bones rolling them beautiful dice welcome guys this is dan the gm welcoming you to episode nine of what the dice so i don't know about you but i can't wait to bust out these dice and get started on today's episode so stay tuned our favorite old man the storyteller is going to take over and get you guys into the campaign As we walk up the familiar coastline, we listen to the sound of the calm ocean and the waves cresting on the coast. The dock creaks, but there are no boats there. We turn and see the worn path up the grassy hill that we have been slowly creating. Moving up, we see the camp that was once in shambles has now picked up some upgrades. The cheaply made cloth tents have been replaced with sturdier leather ones. The campfire now has a ring of stones and a bucket of water next to it. Some of the logs have been replaced with stools. The old man is sitting, tending to the fire. Looking at us, he smiles. Ah, welcome, my friend. So, my camp has been repaired, but that's not what you came to hear. You came to hear the story. Well, as you remember, our team was in the Cursed Swamp, dealing with kobolds and curses and all manner of traps. But there was a moment they found a place to camp, a moment to take a breath from this curse. But something interesting happened that night. Now, let me tell you this part of our story. So, it's late. You're standing your guard in the campsite, watching the fire burn. You are, are you standing or are you sitting? I am standing vigilant, okay. but as I stand vigilant, my, you know, the words of the paladin that gave me the papers reside in my mind. And it seems like good as time as any to read over them. Alright. So you pull out this small box and open it up. And there are some strange looking herbs you've never really seen before. Uh, you can't identify them because they have been ground down into a very, very fine paste. Or not paste, but powder. The scroll seems to pulse as you stare in the box. Stare. 
the longer you stare at it, the more it has this very slow pulse. Like it's calling to you. I call back to it. <laughs> um, well, then before I touch any of the texts, I give a prayer to um, the goddess before I touch any of her words. As you pray, the scroll seems to lift out of the box and starts to slowly unfurl. The words seem to glow in this brilliant yellow light. And all it says is sit and toss the herbs into the fire. Okay. Then um, I will actually uh, wake um, one of the other individuals um, who would be next on the uh, watch list and ask them to start while I prepare uh, a possible prayer to my goddess. As you approach them, you notice that everything is black and white. Time has stopped. Like, you can see, like, leaves frozen in time. It seems as if the goddess has literally stopped time for you to do this. And I will thank uh, my goddess and prepare to throw the um, paste into or the fine herbs into the fire. Okay. As you throw them into the fire, the fire dies down for a moment and then explodes in the in red and white creating a flame that reaches into the sky 15 20 feet you hear a soft voice as they call your name Clyde I see you have finally decided to take the first step Any step I take is in trial to be towards your word, Iomadei. From the fire, you see a sword mistress. Stepping out, she is in brilliantly polished plate mail. On her hip, a longsword. On her arm, a Heltic shield. Her shield constantly glows with this white light. At first, it makes you look away, but then your eyes adapt and you're able to look at her. She is the image that you've always seen of every painting of Iomidae. She reaches up and slowly removes her helmet. She gives you a soft smile. She walks as to you. As, but, uh, as soon as she appears and starts to take off her helmet, I will kneel before, especially in the presence of a god. 
she smiles and places her hand on your shoulder. And she goes, you will do well. Do you promise to protect the innocent and vanquish evil? Always in your name. She leans down and places her hand on your head. Your scar starts to glow white. You can feel this warmth slowly wrap around you. So, real quick, does your character carry a longsword? Yeah, it's a longsword and a shield. Like, okay. um, it's in the eyes of Iomade. She nods. Alright, that's good. So, she nods. She looks at your sword, and she looks at your shield. She slowly shakes her head at the shield, and she looks at you. It seems your shield carries as many scars as you do. Life is wrought with scars. It's how you learn from them and move forward in honor and justice. She touches your shield and it glows just for a moment. She looks at you and she goes, when you get to the holy city, seek out the head guard protecting the the holy temple. Tell him Iomade wants him to fix your shield. He is a strong disciple of mine. His family has worshipped and served me since the beginning of time. But I warn you, he is not easy to deal with, but he is kind in soul and good of heart. Sir Holdkeep, I welcome you into my fold. Those words cannot resonate deeper with me than my own mother saying that she loves me. She smiles, slowly putting on her helmet. She draws her sword and taps your left shoulder, then your right. I will go, but I will always be watching you. Keep your shield strong and your sword sharp. She turns and slowly enters the fire. In a flash, the box is gone, the scroll is gone. Time has started and the fire has returned to normal. Your scar still glows just slightly as if fireflies have landed on it and then slowly fades. You still feel the warmth of Iomade's hand on your head. And you know that you have been accepted into her paladin order. Can I get a quick perception check? Um, I rolled a 17. Give me one second. Because uh, I put points into perception last time. So much. Oh, okay. It brings it to a zero. So it's not a negative anymore. So it was 17. 
at your feet, you see the symbol of Iomade as a small gold symbol. Something about the size of your finger. Something that could be easily put under plate mail without stabbing or being uncomfortable. It wasn't there before, but it sits where the box once sit, sat. I will take that and I will, at this moment in time, um, put it under my scale mail, right where my heart sits. You guys have set up camp for the night and have slept. So as the morning rises, the ground is wet. The strange mist is off in the distance, but still visible. At your feet, you all find a simple meal of nuts and berries sitting on large leaves. There are no footprints anywhere and there's no sign of who dropped them off. To make this easier, we are going to be going based off of the Discord list because I can see who goes when, which means we will be starting with Defiglis, moving to Kalila, and then to Clyde. How's that sound? Works so, for me. Works for me. All right. Just waiting to, for Clyde to Yar. 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 All right. So, Defibulous. It is morning. There are nuts and berries at your feet. What would you like to do? I'm kind of just music, with... Sorry, interrupting really quick. Your background music's a little loud. Do you want me to lower it or do you want to lower it? Uh, Let me see if I can lower it without messing with anything too much. Uh, I am where I've always been, so you might need to lower it on your end. KK, thanks. Sorry to interrupt you. That's no fine. worries. So, now that that strange voice from the nether has disappeared, Defibulous, you wake up with these nuts and berries at your feet on a large leaf. What would you like to do? Uh, just having woken up, Defibulous is kind of going to look around sleepily and then look very confused at the nuts and berries on the leaf next to him kind of see if anyone else is awake and may have set this down. Kalila is going to look just as puzzled and look directly at Short Round and be like, I did not gather these. I hunt. Mm, I didn't do it. I just woke up. Looks over Clyde. I, I uh, think he's asleep. Cl Clyde is going to pull out some meat and um, from the bag that we had brought with us and Sit down and start prayer with the food in front of Would anyone else like to join him with his morning breakfast of bag meat? I'm going to sniff and investigate the berries. Yeah, I'm going to eat the berries. And then right. after my prayer, I'm going to eat the meat and the berries. And, okay. you know, because uh, I have prayed to um, my goddess in hopes that this is a good um, omen from the surrounding um, 
helpful, you know, whichever you would like to call it, helpful beings or helpful um, celestial presences, or if it's from my goddess. All right. Well, Kalila, since you are sniffing the berries and nuts, give me a perception test. A perception test? Perception. <laughs> perception, he means. Yeah, yeah, hold on. I just realized I didn't have my dice out either. <laughs> I like perception. Hey, in my defense, I got set up in 20 minutes flat. That's okay. I only have one set, and that's the uh, bubble dice that we traded. Oh, you get to use the new ones. Yep. Though, I probably should pull out my Clyde killers, but... I'm I think pulling out good. the dice. The old dice. The Mina dice. Oh, God. Hey, they have been on the shelf for a long time. And I have those new green ones that were yours. So they're a mix. So for our listeners, just so you guys get kind of a, a peek behind the curtains... Nightland and I, a few days ago, when we were organizing our dice, decided to do the biggest taboo of all role players. <laughs> so true. We oh, no. Actually... You let her touch it. Huh? Nothing good. No, say it. Come on. Out with it. Do you let her touch your dice? Well, no. We traded dice. We, we literally actually... spread out every single dice that we owned out and separated all of them and put them all into their their appropriate pairs it was it was adorable all right you said perception yes perception uh 26 okay that's good and then give me a knowledge nature i have that now Twenty-three. Okay. So with your perception, you recognize a lot of these berries as pretty common swamp berries. None of them are poisonous, but they might upset your stomach for a couple of hours because of the nature of where they're grown. The nuts. That's what catches your eye. These nuts are not from this region. As far as you can tell... They're not poisonous, but they're more like, instead of like, for example, your area might have an abundance of sunflower seeds. These are more like peanuts. So they're not from this region at all. You've seen them with merchants and you've probably had them before because trading, but they are not from this region at all. I'm going to stop uh, short the, the group and be like, I don't know if we should eat the berries. Mm, what type of berries are they? She'll list what they are going. They're not necessarily poisonous, but if you're not used to eating them, they might or might not agree with your system. They won't hurt you, but you might have a sour stomach for an hour. I don't think they're meant to harm us. It might be what's available, but the nuts are not from this region. They came from outside these woods. I've seen merchants with those on occasion. 
Never bought them, though. I don't think the nuts are harmful. They're fine. It's just peculiar. They're not going to be found here. Do you think it could have been the little forest guys up in the trees? You know, I do think that the, the, the creatures here, the ones we initially saw that seemed quite neutral, probably gifted us these. And trying. You just might have a slightly sour stomach if you eat them. It couldn't be any worse than my cooking. Well, if your cooking is that bad, then go ahead and eat them. I'm going to eat some jerky instead. And Kalila's going to dig in her bag. And eat the nuts, because they're fine, but have some jerky. She's going to skip the berries. Alright, so you have some bag jerky. As Clyde eats his bag of meat, and Defibulous, are you eating the nuts and anything else? He's going to have a mix of a little bit of bag jerky, some a couple, some of the nuts, and a little bit of the fruit, because he doesn't want to offend the little guys that are being nice and giving it to him. Roll your constitution. Eighteen. So as you eat the berries, it's almost like biting into a super sour lemon. It doesn't it it's that super sour. You know that maybe in an hour or two you might need to take a stop at a tree. Defibrious will make a really like oh my god that is sour lip face and Oh, man. Maybe I shouldn't have eaten those. I tried to warn you. I was being mm, polite. That's why I ate the nuts. It was still polite of eating their food, but I'm pretty sure they understand if we can't eat something, we don't eat it. I think they were just trying to be nice. So was I. Oh, boy. Lila's going to look around to see if there's a nice little safe spot for us to take a break for Defibulous to recover. Well, the area you're in, that whole upper section on the map, if you guys look at roll 20, there is that large tree. On this, I, I don't even know how to call it, I guess, hill? Mountain that is not a mountain? There is the single tree. There are some small bushes around it, but it would leave a area that anyone passing might see him. So it is completely up to y'all if you want to give that a chance. I will protect you if you need to take a moment. Sorry, my headphones fell off for a second. Did I miss anything? Um, Clyde has offered to protect the Fibulous while he drops the kids off at the pool. Fair enough. Clyde at will also house. keep a nice light guard while respecting his privacy. So after a few moments of taking care of business, the, uh, the Fibulous feels ready to travel. The swamp itself is actually quieter than it was when you first got there. When you first got there, there was some wind. Maybe you'd hear a bug or two. In this eerie day, or what you would assume is day, it is 
very quiet. So going to roll 20, let's see. Uh, Defibulous, where would you like to go and what would you like to do? Uh, Defibulous is after kind of wiping his forehead and not feeling well, after eating those horrible berries, he's going to notice how quiet it is. Kind of just look around the, the hilltop here and get a better survey of the land below. Roll perception. Fifteen. All right. You are able to see the tops of the swamp trees. You see some... I'll actually reveal some of the map for you. You could see all that the area that I revealed. So you see some trees. You see a lot of that strange, murky swamp water. In the distance, you do see what looks like another hill similar to where you are currently standing. Hey guys, off to the northeast or northwest, it looks like there might be another one of those little hills like we're on. And lots of water. Just as long as the hills are not alive. I'm more concerned about the water. One sec, guys. I need to pull something up. Okay. So... Clyde and short round. Can I get perception and Kalila? Can I get a? Oh wait, if you guys have uh, knowledge nature, give I me do. that. I do as well. Okay. I do not. Uh, so give me a perception check. 21. Can I go with perception? If you want to go with perception, you can. Okay. Seventeen. Uh, Okay, 17. Like? 21. All right. Yeah, I have a 20... Wait, math. I... Yeah, 21 as well. All right. So you notice that that swamp water almost seems to have turned that strange pinkish color. As if the, the strange mist is tainting that water. You don't see any movement in it. In fact, it's eerily still. Okay, do are we let's, suspicious of it being well, like the, I was gonna say let's throw one of the bad rations into it and find out. Yeah, that's fair. Are we suspicious that it's the creature again? I don't know. Are you? Also, where precisely is this puddle we're looking at located? Okay, thank you. Yep, let's go down here and throw a piece of the uh, old bad rations into it. Who's throwing it? I have the rations, so I'll do it. Alright. So you throw this bad ration in, and there is a puff of pink mist that exits it. But other than that, nothing else happens. That doesn't do the same thing as the, uh, blob thing. 
you are correct, it does not. So I guess it's okay for now. I'm gonna stop and think about this and try and recall if my master has talked about any strange pink stuff in Swamp. Roll your intelligence. But I From... acknowledge nature. Uh, you're trying to remember something. I still don't want to step in it. 16. Say again? 16. You don't recall him ever talking about a strange pink mist or anything like that. I want to know why the mist is all of a sudden pink. It wasn't pink yesterday, was it? I thought last time we encountered it, it was kind of a greenish color. Yep, the fog cometh. But yeah, I kind of don't want to go near it, but we might have to. I say let's at least avoid it. Okay. So just past that pool of water, you do see another hill similar to what you are standing on. Or at least you see what, yeah, you see the hill, because I revealed that area. So, top of round, that makes Defibulous. Defibulous is going to very cautiously kind of head down the hill just to the kind of be in between, not directly between the two puddles, but like right next to the one on the left here. Okay. I'm going to go to the base of it and look up, see what I can see. Avoiding the wet things. Alright. I typically am pretty comfortable in nature, so she Yes, this place is spooky and weird, but I'm used to walking around in unknown forests at times. So that little bridge of land that you guys see between the puddles is wide enough for you guys to walk through single file. It is, as Kalila passed across it, it does have a little bit of that swampy ground squish, but not. it doesn't have the water that spits up. I'm going to look back at the boys and be like, come on, don't be scaredy cats. <laughs> Meow. I was mistaken for a cat. That's funny. A scaredy cat. So what's up the hill? I'm going up. As you go up, it feels very similar to the tree that, or the to the area that you camped in. It is quiet, um, and there is the natural dew that has sat upon this grass. But as you walk, the grass doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel natural. Well, the grass was out of place on the other hill because it was like perfect meadow, blah, 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 not swampy, something, something grass, if I recall right. Uh, yep. So it's is it different? In it is Different, different than that. Than that? Okay, so it's a new difference. Mm-hmm. I will point this out to the crew again, going, well, anything that seems to be in higher elevation seems to be different. Those grasses over there where we stayed was like in Sioux description. Uh, flowy nature fields. And this is dewy and shorter. Mm, my question is, why is it so different from everything else, though? It's a cursed swamp. 
And she shrugs. <laughs> Shrug. That is shrubbery. Alright, so what would you guys like to do? I'm exploring closer to the bridge since all I see is cliff edge. Okay. Yep, proceed forward. Actually, I'm going to circle this and get a full idea of the 360 area around me instead of just like one direction. Okay. Let me... There you go. So across the bridge, you see a similar setup as the one you were on. The single tree stretches out into the sky. Below that, you see a large puddle with this now turning green water. The mist seems to be retreating from the tree and the uh, almost seems to be soaking into the water, making the tree have a very iridescent glow in its leaves. Well, that's cool. I'm going to study it for a minute. Alright. Knowledge nature? At 20. One of the things you notice about the leaves, they are moving slowly almost in in perception like in perceptive in perceptive to the normal to the naked eye they the edge seems to move and shift giving this strange light away the branches that are thick as what would like Clyde's arm seem to bend and move slowly like it's living like it is breathing. Breathing. Okay, have I heard or anything of that before? Because of knowledge, the nat 20 knowledge nature? You have heard of giant tree creatures, but you have never really talked to anyone that has given more information than that. So like childhood stories of living trees. Yeah, you remember them being called Trents and that they are normally massive. They are huge in size and um, are usually found in dense forests. And they are also known as like a protector of that forest. I'm going to point this out to the group. Describe what I see. Uh, and also point out in the childhood tale, these living rumored mythological trees tend to protect the forest. I uh, would advise staying out of the reach of that tree. I think that sounds good to me. That sounds like suitable information for me. Because it could yep. be friendly or it could attack anything that comes within its threat zone. And I don't know what that is. Now, I'm guessing I was able to see this giant bushel of thorns over here, yes? You see the edge of it. The is rest there... of it is soaked in a thick green mist. Okay. Is there enough space between the cliff and those thorns to pass? Because the only other option I see is going near that tree or climbing. So, 
the tree in question is down here. Yeah. The top of the branch, so the very highest leaves, barely scrape the top of this mountain edge. Okay. So, so it would not be able to reach you. Yeah, but if I wanted to go underneath that bridge, because I don't see a way down over here. Mm-hmm. So, so you're going down and around? Or we have to climb down. I'm exploring my options. Okay. I guess we could take go with a rope and just climb down with a rope on the bridge. Well, why don't we do this? Go back down here and go around. That's why I was asking if there was enough space between the cliff and those thorns. It would be another one of those you have to you would have to go at half speed and it'd be single file. I'm okay with that if that's what the direction we want to go. Cause I mean, that's easier than chancing a, a drop. Just for the record, gnomes don't bounce. Slow path it is, then? I'm okay with it. Kalila will go first. Okay. The Furious will follow. As you slowly make your way through, it is uh, slow glowing. Your clothing catches the large thorn, but doesn't rip it because of its thickness. <laughs> my clothing, huh? Well, not you. Yours Hopefully. just scraped across your dented up shield. Well, I was curious about something, actually. Mm -hmm. She's going to stop in the middle, where it's like the closest to the thorns and us to the wall. Mm-hmm. And she's going to turn to Clyde and go, will you please light the torch? Torch lighting. And I'm going to stay where I'm standing, but I'm going to move the torch towards the mist and the thorns and see if it does anything. It doesn't retreat. It just stays there. Hmm. Okay, then she's going to continue forward. Okay. Revealing a little bit more of the map for you guys. Uh, what is your vision length? Isn't it like 60 feet? I, I have low light vision, so I get like double the length or some shit like that. Alright, well then Kalila sees this strange white pillar surrounded by clovers. The water that surrounds it seems to bubble up from underneath. The water is blue. Not like clear, clean, crisp water. It is blue, like blue paint. And it's just bubbling up. I am going to beautifully nudge my companions and point, going, can you guys see the fountain? Uh, with dark, low light vision, would I see it? What's your low light? 60? I believe so. Yes. <laughs> I think low light uh, no. is, uh, it doubles it. Hold on, let me look it up. Yeah, low, okay, low light for my cat folk lets me see twice as far as humans. Then, yeah, you can see it. Regular low light, you can see twice as far as you know, I have it twice on my character sheet. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. 
Because it's probably your um, <laughs> race and then class or something. Okay. Yeah. But okay, yeah, well, I don't I know. So you have low light vision, and then you have low light vision times two. So I see four she, times. She just has. She just has the the low light vision because of the cat and everything. So. She sees twice as far as I would, but so does. Um, I mean, basically, I'm the one who sees the least, just like with perception checks. Yeah. Yep. So Clyde can't see it. All right, but Defibulus can, so he has yeah. the same as me. Yep. Okay, well, I want to know what the difference is between D3 and D1 on this. I'll have to look up after. That's some rather blue liquid in there. Kalila's gonna slowly walk towards it, cautiously, you know, making sure that she's not gonna step on any swamp creatures or something on the way. Yeah, don't pull a defibulous. So as you inch closer, the ground becomes more solid. The grass slowly starts to change from swamp grass to clovers. And these are a thick bed of clovers. As you walk you almost feel like you are walking on small springs because it's giving you that little extra bounce in your step. Oh, nice. I love that feeling underneath my feet. Clyde, are you joining them? Or are you just going to hang out by the thorns? Well, I will start walking forward and then I'm... Okay, this is where I will start to see it again. Yeah. So you start to see the, that pillar. Can I get a perception check from everyone? Nat 20. Okay. 17. Okay. 26. Clyde doesn't notice it. The Fibulous notice it. And freaking of course, Kalila notices it. I'm guessing you're using your uh, Mina dice. Actually, that was your new green one for that one. But the prior rolls have been the original white Mina dice. So, the Fibulous and Kalila start to notice that the air is starting to shimmer as they approach. The shimmering shifts from pink to green to blue. And it's starting to get thick. She's going to stop and wait for everybody to be right next to her. I'm a tree. Yeah, you're standing by the tree. Okay. She's going to make sure everybody else sees this. Short round does. Clyde, would you like, are you going to describe it to him or are you just going to let him figure it out himself? To describe it to him. Say that again, you broke up. Sorry, I said I'm going to describe it to him. Alright, so you now can roll with advantage, Clyde. Yay! I still don't see it. I'm at an 18. Advantage, you get to roll twice, take the better. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I will 
extra effort into helping him see this. So you're it's literally okay. I, no, no, I have no, been no, described no, no, it no. to me. I, I am making sure you see this. All right. With her help, you start to notice it as well. <laughs> no, 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 right there. Right where? Right, right there. Oh, wait, over Look there. at my no. hand. Right here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look at my paw. Do you see black, not black, black shimmer? <laughs> oh. I just okay. see Kalia grabbing him by the head and just turning his head towards it, shaking his head. <laughs> so, Defibulous, while Kalila and Clyde point at the mist and have this strange conversation, what are you doing? I'm going to see if the water's changing colors, too, from where I'm standing. It is still that thick, strangely blue liquid. Uh, hey, um, go ahead. Hey, Kalila. Poke at Kalila. Yes. Do you have your torch still? A torch that is still lit. Could you wave it and see if maybe the foggy stuff goes away like it did last time? Well, I will take like you know five. 10 steps forward or something to see if the mist does anything while she walks around with the torch. But she's not, like, going far. All right. Hey, Clyde, is that where you're actually standing? Is underneath that tree? Uh, yeah, because she said we all wanted to be near, like, in a line, so I put myself near the tree. I don't think we can all stand in the exact same square, so the assumption you- is, is we are all within arm's reach of, I would assume, me. Oh, okay, we totes can. No, so... In combat, you cannot be in the same square as an ally. On the map, I'll allow it. It just means that you're literally, like, right on top of each other. Right. As in back-to-back, so we can't swing yeah. wildly. Yeah. Yes, that's what I would assume. And hence why Kala- I, I, I had the description of everyone literally right next to her. So I'm assuming I could reach out and touch both of them. Okay. Can I get a perception check from Clyde and from Clyde? Because everyone else is busy. Well, yeah, because I'm monitoring the mist as I'm seeing if the torch does anything to it. Alright, I oh my god. Um so I got a net twenty. Oh, okay. I'll stop counting then. <laughs> Good job, Clyde. Clyde, you start to hear the sound of gaily leather tightening around wood. And you start to hear the sound of something flicking through the air. Shh, everybody. As Listen, you, there's something coming. As you look up, you see a constrictor snake slowly lowering itself behind the tree, clearly trying to hide from you. Let me see if I have a token for this. He announced the someone's coming. Can I have a perception check? I guess. Thank you. Ooh, can I have one too? Yes. 24. 17. You both see this constrictor snake. The strange thing about this constrictor snake is it is 
perfectly, perfectly camouflaged. And as it moves from the bark into the grass, it seems to disappear. In game mechanics, it's gonna have a 20% miss chance. So when swinging, you're going to have to roll percentiles and get above a 20%. Well, you said that it looked like it was trying to get away from us, yes? No, it was coming towards you. Oh, you but it was trying like to lunch. hide from us. It was hiding so it could sneak up on you. Okay, I understand now. So, let's see. I am going to put the torch away, though, and do something for my bow in this process. Are you, so you said you're putting... Which torch is this? Is this the one you guys found in the beginning? It's, it's the same torch. Okay. Because that's the torch that I had him light by the thorns. Okay, so... um, How far away was it when we saw it get into the grass and quote-unquote almost disappear? Literally where, you got, where you're standing. So it is diagonally from you guys. Okay. Then immediately in front of me, I'm going to take my shield and kneel down and press on the grass and almost do like a mountain climber in a circle around all of us. You're so gonna do... press... What are you going to do? Sorry. Okay, imagine you're putting all your weight on the ground, but on my shield, okay? Okay. And like pushing off, doing like... um on your feet, like like almost like a wheelbarrow type of thing, but mm -hmm. pressing around in a complete circle around us. That way it'll press down all the grass that's right near us. Okay, so you're doing a, you're basically trenching. I'm crop circling. Okay. Aliens are not happy. So, um, Kalila, since we are going ready to go into combat, you're going to need to be bumped either up or behind Clyde, or up behind Short Round. You can. I will. I was probably already close to this area, anyways, because I was okay. walking with the torch. So I'll just claim this square. All right. So I need. Initiative. Yeah, that word. Judge me. Fifteen. I have a 13. 10. All right, give me one sec. Let me get an initial track going and count my dice. Oh, where is it? There's three. Uh, so, Clyde, what is your dex my, modifier? Uh, uh, one. All right, I get to go before you. Okay. All right, so top of round, Mr. Defibulous Short Round. So can I even see the snake where it's currently slithering? Yes, but there's a, t well, kind of. There's a 20% miss chance. So when you roll, if you hit, you have to roll your percentiles to see if you hit. And since where it's at on the map, is that considered melee with Clyde? Technically, no one has attacked it yet, so it is... It's not flat-footed, it's... Just not in combat with anyone. 
Okay, I was making sure so, to make sure if I need to take a negative to firing and melee and what have you. Yep. Nope. No one's attacking yet. All right. Defibulus is going to take aim at the snake, considering he's never seen a snake that big in his life, or maybe any snakes in his life. You never know. He's going to take aim roughly at part of it and just open fire and hope he hits it at this point. All right. Roll. Twenty-eight to hit. All right. Now roll percentiles to see if you can confirm that hit. Twenty-one. All right. That is a hit because you literally hit. You literally rolled one point over. So go ahead and roll your damage. Nine damage. Okay. Alright. That makes it my turn. I am going to take a... It's not a five-foot step. I'm taking a five-foot slither. Here. So the snake slowly slithers around and is facing off with Clyde. Now... Let's see, what do I want to do to you? I'm going to try to fight you. Fight, Stop, Stop waving your danger yeah. noodle, man. Danger noodle! It's the what? milk rope. Bring on, milk rope. Well, it depends. If he's venomous, it's a danger noodle. If he's not, it's a milk rope. Well, he said it's a constrictor, so it's a milk rope. It is a milk rope. Could be well, the milk rope missed. I rolled a nat one. Ooh. Nope, bro. It's bad. It basically bit into the ground and took a big chunk of dirt that you dug up. Next on the list, Clyde. Well, since the nope rope should be uh, in the area of my flattened grass, it's possibly, you know, visual effects, I am going to see it take that big chunk of dirt I'm going to try and smash its face into straight down with a very, very uh, downward thrust on my longsword. You're a very brutal paladin. I love it. Can you say with... that again? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Oh, I, you are a very brutal paladin, and I love it. Alright. Clyde, roll your dice. So I got a 17. Okay. That is a hit. And a 34 to confirm. That is a confirm. And let us see what we get. Um, are we rounding up or down? Down. I figured as much. So um, I did... 11 damage. So as your blade slashes the head of this snake off, can I get a perception check from everyone? 11. Okay. 18. Okay. 
Eight. No, wait, nine. I'm sorry. All right. So, what'd you roll, Kalila? Eighteen. Okay, give me one sec. All right. None of you see this. A thing happens. You guys are still not... You guys have this strange feeling like you are not out of danger yet. What would you guys like to do? Lila's keeping her bow, though the things, because, you know, the whole rumor of, like, a, a severed head can still fight, is still aimed at that snake, because mm -hmm. she didn't get her round yet. So, she's waiting. Aiming at the snake still. Like, Defibulous. Oops, sorry. No, go ahead. I say Defibulous is quickly reloading. Right. Um, well, because there is a very old saying about, um, I believe it is actually a wolf can still bite after it's dead. He's going to take that in effect as well as a snake and plummet the sword straight into the snake's head, pinning it to the ground. All right. Keeping the sword, I mean, keeping the shield up in front of him. Kalila. Mm -hmm. Does a... 13 hit your flat-footed AC. Flat-footed? Flat-footed. What was it? 13, uh, I thought 13. it was Yes. It does. Flat-footed flat is only used on a, like, surprise round. I know. So, Kalila, you take... six damage and then roll oh crap hold on I gotta remember how to do grapple it's a strength check uh to so I have to roll what my CMB for grappling yeah and then she has to be able to resist her or not okay so give me a sec let me roll my grapple alright roll your Strength check against an 18. Um, she What's might up? not have to do strength. Oh, I forget now. Okay. Could I do acrobatics or escape artists? So what happened was Kalila was just bit by another snake that snuck up on you guys. My attack is I get my attack and I get grab, but I don't have the information on grab. Okay, uh, does attacker have... Okay, attacker initiates grapple with standard action. Does attacker have improved grab? Uh, yes. Attack rolls, combat maneuvers versus defenders, combat maneuver, defense. So what is your CM? I mean, DCM? Shouldn't it be CMD? Yeah, CMB. Yeah, so what is CMD. your... Grapple, CMB. Me or the snake? You. I have a plus three on CMB. What am I adding to it? No, no, your your CMD because it's your your defense. Oh, uh, eighteen. 
Okay, he didn't go over an 18, so it would not work. Okay, so I don't get grappled. Correct. So the snake bit you, tried to grapple you, and you were able to basically jump out of the way. But I, you did I take You did take six damage. Yes, I have noted the six damage. Got a mouthful of fur on that one. You can't move. You have to stay there. All right. So, thank you. Yeah, it's an amazing flow chart. That puts it at Clyde's. Well, no, Clyde went. So, Kalila went. Defigulous. No. Oh, no. No. I said oh, you're ready. Uh, yep. So, it is your round. I'm going to shoot the snake. I'm going to take aim at the damn snake that attacked me. That's what I'm going right. to do, because in theory, it should be, like, right there. Yep, it is. I'm aiming for its snaky mass. Did you say snaky ass? Snaky mass, but oh. snaky ass is fine. I'll, I'll, I'll aim for its snake ass. All right. Roll them bones. Uh, 21. Hit. 21. That is a hit. Three damage. Okay. That makes it top of a round. So, the Fibulous. You heard a chomp, whatever Kalila said when she got bit, and the sound of her arrow ex uh, flying and hitting and making the sound of piercing flesh. I'm going to definitely yell second snake. Uh, the Fibulous having taken the time while we were stabbing the one snake in the head to reload, he is going to take aim at the new snake and try to shoot it. Alright. Roll them bones. Now I want bone dice. So do I. Thanks, Dan. Y'all are welcome. Them bones, them bones gonna walk around. Uh, this is considered melee range for now, isn't it? It is not in melee combat with anyone. Kalila used her bow. Awesome. No, uh, wait, 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 wait. No, because it physically attacks. So yes, tech. Yeah. Yep. It's I wasn't gonna say anything, but combat is combat. Yeah. Twenty, not uh, dirty twenty. That is a hit. I'm pretty sure this nope rope is still within less than thirty feet of a. Oh yeah. Yep. He pecks his five feet. Ooh, Pecs arrow. Square. Ten damage. You right. let a thunderous blast go and try to shoot the snake in the face. Well, um, yeah, you hit it. And its face just explodes into meat and bone bits. The area is quiet now. You don't hear any rustling, and it seems like the threat has passed. We are going to go ahead and exit combat. What? Uh, so what do you guys want to do? Reload. Well, do they look like 
exceptional sneaks, like some things that I have not seen before. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go do, back and look at the sneak. Um, might as well skin. Yeah, I will. Ha I can, if you would prefer. I can carry them for the time and deal with that when we're out of the swamp. I mean, it's food. Buy waste food. I'm gonna at least inspect the snake and make sure it's not like some something that's gonna kill us as far as snake meat. And I will do my thing if it is safe. It is a um, constrictor snake. You know that they are non-poisonous. They constrict and try to crush their prey over poisons or anything like that. How long will it take me to harvest what I need and hopefully preserve the skin for selling or crafting or whatever? So what you can do is you can technically do a quick gut and a quick gutting. So basically you just gut out anything that like the intestines so that you yeah. can preserve the meat. That would take, uh, roll your, let's do your, hold on, uh, knowledge nature or survival, whichever one is higher. I lost you guys' character sheets on my screen, so I, there we go. Um, or actually use your profession trapper, because that's going to be better for hunting and gutting. Oh, wait, no. Use your, uh, I'm sorry, use survival. Have you with survival 28. All right. And for the other snake? That one probably logically makes sense. I rolled, what is that? What is that? 16 for the other snake, which I'm assuming is the shot one. Yeah. So that one's not as, you weren't able to salvage as much meat. Half. Yeah, about half. So go ahead and make a note that you have one full snake and one half snake. Skin and meat. Mm, so I gotta ask, guys, uh, do snakes normally come in this size? Structures can get this big depending on their type. Most of them stay smaller, but given that it's a lush hidden swamp that is cursed, I'm not surprised that they're this large. I kind of think I should have started a tally on how many times Kalila will say cursed while in this swamp. I'm just pointing out. So, now that this is complete, uh, I do have a quick question. What did you do with the torch? It's probably out and sticking out of my back, so it's still on my person. I just have to relight it. Okay. So, I need a perception check from everyone. That 20. That 11. 25. So, you all notice that the mist has gotten incredibly thick around you. You are unable to see a foot in front of you. Clyde, light the torch as I pull it out of the bag. I light the torch. As you guys light the torch, you see a familiar stump. The snakes that were that you had just killed, what was remaining came with you. But the stump with the metal plaque now sits before you. 
Oh, strip bolts. Yay. Well, this has happened before. Yes, yes it has. Same path to get back to where we want, where we were by that fountain? That sounds realistically enough for me. We're going to go back the way we came. Alright. Following your path back, um, are you wanting to do anything before I move you? I'm going to heal myself. Alright. I'm going to listen intently for any goblins or no, kobolds that we had passed or goblins or snakes just so I might be able to retain the fact that there might be territories in this uh, swamp that we keep walking around. I thought I picked up a way to heal myself. Yeah, you should have cure light wounds. Yeah, no. Right, give me a sec. Let me pull up your character sheet raw and see if I can see what's going on. Light guidance spark stabilizes under enemy initiative. Detect entangle. I think you opted to get oh, in. Oh, I got the skill, the skill heal, not yeah. the magic. Okay, so I can just roll. So what I can do, because you guys are in a swamp, and you do have knowledge, nature, and survival, if you want, because of how little damage you took, um, I can. You can roll one of those and see if you can find the ingredients to make a very simple healing solve that would do um, 1d4 plus your heal rank. But you would have to successfully roll the nature. Alright, I'm going to that. Alright. Go ahead and roll. What am I adding to it? Nature. Survival or knowledge? Knowledge nature. 17. All right, now roll survival. 28. All right, so go ahead and roll a d4 and add your heal to it. All right. I'm going to offer it to anybody else who might need it and save my scraps, or do I not? Nope. Scraps? No scraps. Okay. I would love to try that. Oh wait, no, I, good. Make... I didn't take any. I didn't take any damage, but I'd still love to have it. Can I pick extra for the future? Nope. Okay. I will make you more when we need. All right. So after your quick bout of creating this simple salve, is there anything you want to do before you start trucking through the swamp to get back to where you were? There's nothing that I can think of that I would want to do. Okay. Like I said, I'm going to keep my eyes and ears open because there might be territories that we have not um, understood yet. Okay. So I'm moving you guys back to where you were. There. You guys are back to where you were. Yay. Now that you're back here, roll a perception check. 14. Okay. 
You know, you, as often as you keep asking for this, you'd think I would re re remember my bonus and all that. Right? I was confirming it. 28. Okay. 19. Collider. Go ahead. My bonus is zero, so it's easy. So, Kalila, you notice that the strange mist is getting thick around you, slowly encompassing the group. I'm going to have us back up. How far? 10 feet. All right. I'm watching the density of the mist as we back up. As you guys back up, and the it gets still continues to get thicker, you have that strange sensation where the mist becomes so thick you can't see any more than a foot in front of you. Again, you teleport back to where you came from. So, the torch does tend to push back the mist, keeping it at bay for the most part, but it is very close. You feel that if this torch goes out you will be pushed back into the mist and end up wherever you guys were All hey right. guys mm -hmm. do you think that lighting another torch would make an effect on this we could try it's possible Defibius will take out one of his torches and, and get a light it doesn't light well, it's going to stare a little bit baffled at that for a second Hmm. Never had a defective torch before. Yeah, and it's not wet. He'll shake oh, it, shake it a few times, and try again. I was gonna look awkwardly at him for a second for shaking a torch, but say nothing. <laughs> Don't judge me, man. I wasn't. I'm going to take some um, a, a piece of. Uh, cloth. I mean, in my inventory, I have like scraps. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll take a piece off of my bedroll or whatever like that, and try and light that on fire. It does not light. Hmm. What was that saying about the swamp? It's cursed. Ding. Okay. It's cursed. So, would you like me to to hold the um? <laughs> the torch in my shield hand that way it doesn't have yes. to that would free up my hands for my bow if I need it okay I'm gonna hold on to the torch I will pass the torch <sighs> now I had a, the only other path we can try Kalila's gonna point out that there is what appears to I'm assuming she can see if she can see the fountain, I, I would assume this little corner over here by the edge of the cliff, she might be able to see a little bit around. See if there's a path. Can I get a perception side? check from Clyde? 15. All right. Yep, you don't notice it. All right. So where are you talking? Arrow. You're talking about going that way? This way. All right. So you want to get closer to the fountain? No, no, no. Wrong arrow, guys. I'm purple. Okay. She's specifically looking right along this cliff edge to this little area to see. All right, let me reveal some of the map for you. That area. So you do see off in the distance the edge of a cliff. Well, we can try going 
as close as we can to this cliff edge and go that way. Or our only other option, two options, is to try and get past the giant tree creature. We don't know if it's friendly or not. It might leave us alone if we try and keep our distance. Or completely backtrack. So, if we take a step forward, like where my arrow is to there, mm -hmm. you know what? Let, let's 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 do that and see what happens. All right, go ahead and move your characters. I'm gonna take a step forward there. All right. I'm gonna keep right on him. So and keep close to the cliff. So I'm gonna. As... Really pull short round closer to me and one square down so he's right. not as far up so as you guys continue walking in this direction you notice that the mist inches ever closer to you the torch doesn't seem to be pushing it back as well I suggest we back up I back up okay I'm not actually on the obviously cliff. I'm like, I'm, yeah. Yeah, it's obviously you're on the bottom. And Let's try to hug the cliff edge. Here. D does the fog or mist do the same thing here? Yes. All right. Let's go back to that natural bridge and test how close we can get to the tree. The mist is slowly pushing back. The uh, the mist that is within that strange little wall that you guys had is becoming to break up, and you're able to start seeing back to your natural vision side length. Okay, I will take another movement forward. As you know, we are just walking to see how things work. Yeah, slow pace, so if something starts to change, we have time to backtrack and fix it. Okay. Can I get a perception check from everyone? Also, I know that tree is in front of us. I am waiting and watching for that tree. I'm hyper aware of it. 17. Okay. Yeah, I'm focusing so hard on the tree, I probably won't see things. 12. All right. So short round and Clyde noticed that this bridge is similar to the one you guys had passed earlier. Earlier, it has that strange, same, strange, same um, structure where it looks like it's a unnatural bridge. The roots look like they are heavy. They are this strange, muddy rust, muddy rusty brown green brown orange color where it's the vines that it's made out of natural things but it looks like the, this looks more like tree roots yeah like the last one looked like tree roots but then yeah. there was like maybe something it looked not you know, like tree like it was intentionally camouflaged yeah. something yeah this is very similar to that just like the other bridge almost well, I will acknowledge what they said, take a brief glance at it, but then go back to staring at the tree. Right. Mm. You may continue your inching along. I inch. I will advise Clyde and Short Round to stay as close to the cliff as possible to give the tree the most distance. 
I will do that. Clyde, I do so as well. Clyde, yeah. Defibulous, and Kalila, may I get a perception check? Six. Twenty-five. Twenty-three. I'm sorry, did Clyde say six? Yes. Of course he did. Ooh, pretty flame. So, this tree is interesting. Now that you are closer, you notice that it is not a natural forming tree. It is bones of humanoid creatures that have been... It looks like been glued together to make this tree. The water seems to crawl up the outer bone structure, following on... Kalila uh, would probably guess more like the veins, as if it was the water was traveling through non-existent veins up to the can tree's canopy, and then the water seems to create these strange leaves. Well, that's a quite creepy-looking tree, and she's gonna reach out and grab Clyde's armor to make him stop. Like, just enough to be like, hey, stop moving. Oh, what's up? Points at the tree. Yeah, it's a tree. Oh. Right? That is not normal. Yeah, yeah, I know it's cursed, but still not normal. I am just pointing it out. <coughs> be extra cautious. Okay. Since I obviously see this tree here, um, I'm going to do a very paladin thing and detect evil. Okay. And that is a trait. No, it's, well, it's a class spell-like ability. Okay. All right. So when you cast detect evil, what does it do? Like, does anything change about you? Um, since this is, I would say, um, a faint glow would come, um, off of my shoulders and slightly around my head, but like not a light glow, like not a light source glow, but like a, um, holy type of glow. So you get a halo that's Touch stuck it. to the back of your head. Yeah. You can see that. So, as you stare at this tree intently, you notice that the bones don't glow, the water doesn't glow, but something inside the tree is glowing. It is amorphous, and it's just sitting there. It would remind you of, like, a puppy in timeout where it's just sitting in its cage, just staring. Okay, do I sense any other evil? Because it is uh, 60 feet. No, you, you do not detect any other evil. Okay, and then I'm going to um, inform the rest of the party about this. And just so you know, this lasts, uh, it's a concentration lasts up to 10 minutes. Okay. So if anything enters my sphere of evil detection. Okay. Let me check one thing real quick. 
while I'm thinking about that. Oh, I, I apologize. It is a cone um, detection, so it would be anywhere I'm facing, I guess. Okay. Um, let me pull up one thing. Still peek up behind you with that. Didn't I, I could have swore it used to be in other editions. It used to be like an area of effect type thing around you. They might have changed it. Specifically, Pathfinder, yeah, specifically in this Pathfinder, it says target area cone-shaped emanation. Well, as you guys stare at... Like, you describe what you see to them. Oh, yes. Alright. And I am going to be very on guard. I need a will save from Kalila and Short Round. You said will? 17. Yeah. Okay. 14. All right. So, Clyde, you notice... Kalila's eyes seem to fade black. all color in the eyes themselves. She is still standing and she still seems like she is aware of what's going on around her. But she also doesn't seem to be all there. What do you want to do? First, I will like walk up to her and see if she's responding to anything I'm saying or try to you know nudge her or awaken her but at the same time my hand um that would have my sword is actually going to um sheath the sword and kind of like put my hands on her arms in a precautionary manner that way if she starts to move them or flail them in some way because it looks like her eyes went black out of a bad thing that I would be able to possibly restrain her. Hey, Clive, what are you doing to uh, Kalila? Uh, her eyes just went dark when I started explaining what was going on. I feel like the evil emanating from the tree might have overtaken her or a presence because her eyes changed drastically upon hearing my explanation. Which it's not on my character sheet, but for reference, she did have green eyes and she's a black cat you guys probably would have noticed her eye color by now yeah meow
Well, me friends, it seems something has connected with young Kalila. Our team has gotten deeper. Mysteries and curses abound. Will they find the priestess in time? Or will it all be lost? Well, my friends, that might get answered in our next meeting. But for now, I must say good night. For the moon is high. And as always, my friends, may the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 